0: Hello and welcome into the first episode of Sora Data Office Hours. I am Andrew Laird, head of content here at Sora Data, joined by Maxime Hagenberger, our founder. And do you have another corporate title or is it just founder?
1: No, I mean, g- g- give me one. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I can be anything.
0: Uh, Data Daddy, I believe, is the one that John Nellis uh, came up with. doesn't seem like a great yeah. one for a business card, but sometimes <clears> you've <throat> got to play the hand you're dealt. But anyway, Maxime, we've been talking about doing uh, kind of a regular show for a while, and this yeah. seemed like a good uh, opportunity to to do it, just kind of, kind of open questions for certain people or, um, as I was mentioning to you before, a feature request list that we will ultimately just ignore. Um, just kidding. Kind of kidding. No, um, <laughs> I will say, before we even get into anything, that i at least because i don't actually do the work to either design or build these things i do appreciate people who come to me with like feature requests but i i will say that most of the ones that at least that i find reasonable we've already thought of and so like the list of things that we want to do or that we know should get done is not short there're not that many of us and some of this stuff is like very complicated but I promise you that a lot of yeah. the, the brilliant ideas you guys have, there were already brilliant people at Sura Data who came up
1: with them. Yeah, but 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 sometimes we we didn't think about it or didn't prioritize it. So so it's it's a it's a good way to prioritize stuff if we see like uh, similar feedbacks from yes, different people. So uh, yes, and, and and yeah, Andrew just do you know the 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 sandwich theory or oh, i don't know if it's the word in 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 english but uh i i learned in my in my professional career that if you write an email with let's say oh oh constructive criticism uh, inside you should start your email by saying yeah that's great work i love it then you put your your criticism and then you end up with like but I love what you guys are doing. Keep building and stuff like that. Something nice. And so you have a sandwich of nice things with some constructive feedback inside. And that's always a good way to provide feedback. So um, it, it's always like, I know that everyone is dealing with support uh, matters and he receives a lot of um, feedback and support requests and stuff like that. And, and most of them are, are really uh, nice people and uh, people just like, trying to make the product better. And so we appreciate all of that, but uh, a nice tip to have that (laughs) coming into our our inbox is that uh, not not a shit sandwich uh, like Raymond just said. But uh, yeah, I mean, if you you word it nicely, you have better chances to see it implemented really soon.
0: I feel like that's something that we have talked about before. Less like an easy way to butter us up, but just being nicer to other people is a nicer is an easier way to get what you want. Yeah, like it's as simple as that. Uh, so. Yeah, I didn't think that's where we were starting the show. Please be nice, but that's all. Please be nice. <laughs> and while you're all being nice, if you could please hit the like button on the video. Somebody mentioned it in chat already. Um, please do that. Who was it? Mike Basson, of course. Um always reminding the good people to hit the like button.
1: Thank you, those no, who us it, live.
0: Quinny's here, too. So
1: Sorry, um, what are you saying? It, it, it's not like, of course, it applies to our context, but uh, it's a great tip for any kind of request that you have to make, like professionally or even personally. Like, uh, oh, I, I loved when uh, yesterday you threw out the, the garbage, uh, but can you do the dishes? that I, I i love when you do the dishes that, that's something that you could do at home and yeah I mean, you can try your kids tonight
0: yeah you guys thought you were coming for some sort of Sora data insights it's really just life lessons here that we're here for and so um hopefully we can help everyone make their life a little little better you thought yeah Sora data go the Sora data membership goes far beyond Sora. <laughs> so anyway um Andy is suggesting we change this to a happy hour and take shots every 10 minutes, which is feels very aggressive, given that it's 10 o'clock in the morning for me. But for me, too. Maybe. Yeah, (laughs) we'll see. My boss is here. So if you can convince him, then then all for the content. Uh, I'm going to start off, as we were just saying, um, trying to be positive. Let me see if I can do this correctly. Maxime, you were on a, a French stream the other day, which was a great listen even though I I don't speak French. And I just had a quick question about it because you, from what I gathered from some feedback on Twitter, it sounded like you were a little negative about something. And given that I don't speak French, I have no idea what you were being negative about. But then you replied, thank you to Twitter for the uh, translate button that disappeared in his back now. But you said you weren't being negative about it. But uh, given that, I think you're... Opinion holds some weight with others in the community. Whoa. What's, what's the deal? What's going on?
1: So um, they, so it was like, a, a, a I don't know, one hour, 30 minutes long discussion. So obviously, uh, <laughs> I say a lot of things that's always uh, relevant things. But anyway, um, the tweet was like a 45 minutes in and I feel like uh, the negativity was more in the beginning of my intervention, let's say. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm not more negative than I feel like most of the community is. So I don't feel like um, um, I brought more to the table. Also, I brought like I think like the main points of my um, discussion was like what can we do as a community to kind of solve the, the current situation or help with it. And also, like, try to give a little bit more context about, like, SoRare and the whole picture. Because, like, as a community, it's 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 really, like, easy to see, like, short-term decisions and, like, short-term uh, stuff, like, or gallery valuations are dropping and stuff like that. And so I tried to give a bit more context, like, about, like, for example, the NBA, the MLB deals, um and I think like it's it's really interesting to try to put them uh, to put yourself in their position and see what you could do um, if you were them. Um, but I guess like what I said on Twitter is, and, and I didn't say it on stream, and that's maybe something I should have said is like I still strongly believe, and more than ever, really, uh, that the the NFT fantasy sports market is going to be huge and is. In every way, better than any kind of like sports betting or DFS stuff that we've seen, and so that's why I'm not like worried at all. Also, I've talked about like uh, so other memberships numbers. Like, um, we didn't see like uh, like a drop in our subscriptions. Uh, in the contrary, we've seen like uh, growing numbers uh, for our memberships. So. I'm not worried about their business. I'm not worried about, like, Sorare as a whole. I just think, like, it's it's coming down to the execution. Like, how oh, Sorare is going to uh, uh, make the right decisions in the coming uh, weeks and coming months to make sure that they build a sustainable game. And some things I brought up yesterday was also, like, unpopular opinions because I feel like um, they're giving away too many rewards right now. Uh, And I feel like Tuesdays and Fridays feel like, uh, you know, jackpot days for for some of uh, the players. Um, And I feel like the market uh, dropping is also related to the fact that they're kind of maxing out the number of rewards they can give and we will come to a situation probably in the end of the season where they have distributed all the rewards that uh, are available. And that's not something I feel like... um, is healthy for the market because if you have too many rewards and not a lot of cards being sold at the end of the day it's less revenue for so rare so not a good thing overall and um, and like you have a problem with your supply and like too many people want want to sell cards and not a lot of people want to buy them so I mean a lot of things and I'm ready to discuss it and, and, and I can repeat stuff in English I, I like discussing so as a whole um, but i guess like the main point is um yeah, i'm i'm looking right now the, the the main thing i'm looking at is uh what they are doing like how they are executing stuff and i feel like as a community we we need to step up and i proposed yesterday they kind of organize unionize and like kind of like you know there there were so uh, sorry ambassadors at some point in time but i feel like it was like badly shaped because like some people were frustrated that some people uh were like put forward and like some people d- felt like they didn't deserve that honor and stuff like that but i feel like having like some kind of a group of like 10 to 15 players um from different backgrounds from different perspectives like where's uh, uh, small gallery owners etc uh would be very helpful for 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 Sorare because i feel like it's very complicated for them to organize feedback. Um, you have social media, you have Discord servers, you have Reddit, you have blah, blah, blah. You have like people talking in your ears. And I feel like the more we get like constructive feedback and organize constructive feedback, um, the more it can profit to the game and to the product overall. So that's one of the things I was mentioning uh, yesterday. But uh, I guess like main point is... Uh, <laughs> We keep building. Uh, we keep building on Sorear. Uh, I'm not firing anyone. Um, we have like <laughs> we have a strong faith in in the in the model and um, yeah in, in the space in general. And so I feel like uh, uh, everyone has its say on how they are executing, and and we should be like looking at that and only that and not like speculating on on other stuff. So it reminded
0: me of a podcast that Nellis did with Shriram, and I don't remember Shriram's last name. He's like Rivaldo two thousand. There might be another number in there yeah. on SoRare, but he is a basically. I think he sees himself as a venture capitalist. He invested in SoRare, and he was saying that one of the big differences between like the the investors of SoRare and the so rare players is that we're so concerned with what happened. Like we as players are so concerned, what happens like day to day, like we're on the site and everything, like we're on it. All we're doing is thinking about so rare. And so like any little, a German saying Krishna, yeah, Shrim Krishna. Um, the, so we're hyper-focused on any little change. And when that little change comes, it's either like, Oh, they made this change, but they should really do this. Or, This is really only 10% of what they need to do. And we like, because we're so in like mentally invested in it, we see it all the time. And he said, from the investor standpoint, they kind of only look at the big things and they're not looking at it every day. And so it's like, they say, what did you do in the last six months? Which in itself isn't really that much time. And the list is really long, but because we see it every day, we're like, oh, well you haven't done anything, but like the, the game itself right now is really different than it was during the world cup, just before the world cup last summer. And so I think that, I think not that there's a disconnect, but I think because we're so focused every day on it that we kind of forget as soon as one other thing comes up, we kind of forget what the last one was, whether it was good or bad. Well, let me rephrase. If it was good, we move on quickly. If it was bad, then we'll harp on that forever. But I do think that a lot of the recent things that people are getting hung up on, and actually, I want to say it started last summer when they changed the scoring matrix. Was that last summer? It was, right? Yeah. Yeah. So end of August, yeah. Yeah. So, but they announced it in July or maybe it was, maybe it was a little, whatever it was. I just remember that everyone was like, this isn't enough time. Like you didn't give us enough time. And that was where I started to think that it, it's really difficult to run this game without playing the game or knowing how people play the game. And it feels like since then, a lot of the decisions that get made feel like it's done by people who don't go through everything that we go through every day. And I, I've talked to a few people about this, about whether um, I thought... I can't remember if it was Ryan spoon or somebody else was mentioning how they had like internal games that they run and it just, that that's not a way, like I don't think you can replicate the so rare experience with like a offsite pretend game. Like there's a lot of people put a lot of money involved, whether it's $5 or $500,000, um, and decisions from that, like as much as we don't want to like focus on the money decisions from that affect how we respond to things. And this idea of like a focus group or the the ambassadors n- has never felt more needed than now. And I just hope that they figure out a way to, to get m- like feedback from more users that represent different, um, stages in their sewer journeys and that those users can effectively communicate what they feel like the problems are instead of just being like, we need more. I want to win more. My cards should be worth more. Like that's not constructive. And so it's a, I mean, I I know plenty of people who would like sign up for being in this group right away. Um, But it's just a matter of like making sure that the things that we
1: think are important are actually heard. Yeah. But I I mean, like, I agree, like, sometimes, like, we are too focused on on, on the little things and the little changes and um, the stuff that is happening on a a short uh, short period of time. But I feel like I would kind of disagree on the fact that I don't feel like they have done so much in a year, Uh, especially when you look at MLB, NBA. I, I feel like NBA could have been, like, way more creative way more risk-taking like in terms of like uh, game formats and stuff like that. And I feel like the main problem I have today with the game is how unpredictable they are uh, with execution. And I feel like the, the one thing I said yesterday is um, in this game, the only thing the, the, the game owner or, I don't know, the game master has to do is to fulfill his commitment. Uh, Or its commitments. Like when they say something, they have to do it. Like I mean, if they don't, it's like a massive. Like it's like remember when they announced like a a dynamic reward system and they said like sometimes you could upgrade your rewards like on a random stuff like uh, never happened. Like oh, um, and wasn't there also one that if you
0: didn't if you didn't qualify for a war like you didn't win one and then they would never happened.
1: Never happened. So NBA, there have been mixed up uh, mi- uh, mixes uh, mix ups. Sorry, with like uh, some divisions not being opened, and I don't feel like it's so difficult to to repair that mistake. Like if you didn't open the right division, just open it right. Like I mean, if you have more divisions open, that that's on you. I mean. That's your fault and just take accountability for that and just open the divisions that you plan to open and that you announced you were going to open. Because I feel like it's just losing credibility all over again. Like uh, every time you're not doing something right and and it's not like, uh, oh, the UX is not good or the UI is not good. I don't really care about that. I mean, what I care about is when they announce something, they have to deliver. And if they don't announce anything, it, it, that's fine. I mean, I'm okay with that. But um, it's like people are losing trust and, and the game becomes more and more unpredictable because of that. And so I feel like, yeah, that, that's the main main issue I have. And I feel like it's kind of like easily fixable, right? I mean, it's just making sure that you have the right proce- the, the right internal processes that when you commit on something that you're announcing on social media or whatever that you're going to stick with that and that's it and then you can focus on like improving your UI UX or whatever and then uh, uh, adding new features and stuff like that but i feel like it's 101 do what you said you <laughs> you do and 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 i feel we are we're not already there i think that's
0: a really good point, and one that we talked about on the strategy show maybe a few weeks ago when you were on that. We th- when you described um, having Dan do the weatherman announcements, that like the, a video and that like a random tw- or Discord message, or they're now they're putting them on on the site themselves. Although you have to like know where to go if you have another too many other notifications, but the MLB one was particularly frustrating because like I've had people like plenty of people message me about like when MLB starting when the new cards and like they know I don't work at so rare but it's you know we obviously are pretty dependent on so rare so I I get asking but like so there was the announcement that they were gonna so there was an announcement that they were gonna have an announcement and then they changed that to to nothing. To basically like, we're yeah. going to do it later. Like, the announcement was, we have an announcement on Monday. And then they changed it to, we're going to have an announcement soon. And then I think the announcement is now gone from, from Discord. But, like, we're less than, we're like three weeks away from the start of baseball. And I think from the football side, like, we're used to new cards coming out after the season starts. But people who came just for baseball don't have that experience because the yes. season was half over when they originally launched and i do think that the the silence on mlb is i don't it's not worrying in the it sense is. that like in the sense of worry but it makes people frustrated that like there there are people who are ready to to play baseball and you can't start playing the game the day that the season starts like that's not how this game works like you have to be ready for the first day
1: and they're not yeah and no but so to me what's worrying is that i mean it's worrying in in so many ways because to me if you're not ready to announce anything that means that you're not certain of your plans and that means that you're not developing them or if you are you are not De- developing them uh, like uh, totally, you're not like testing them, or maybe you're testing them but you're not sure. I mean, spring training is a, a great way to test things and stuff like that internally, or I don't know, you can do replays and stuff like that. Uh, so I feel like you had like six months to focus on, or not maybe six months, but like five months to like focus on like what you your plans should be for MLB, and not being able to announce them March first or March sixth or whatever. It's kind of like I, I I'd like to be wrong, but like it, it's 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 surprising, and I feel like I feel like we're going to get a rushed version of it, and uh, I'm, I'm not enjoying that. And I and, and I'm I'm very excited for baseball, but like, for example, uh, um, uh, we internally need to decide what we do on baseball, right? And we had a meeting planned for Tuesday uh because we thought like on monday we would get the announcement and stuff like that and so we had to cancel that and the fact that they are not announcing anything makes us not wanting to do anything i'm not willing to invest anyone's time on baseball right now because i don't know what they're going to do i'm not even sure they're going to change massive uh, massively stuff and so we have to decide on our side uh, is it worth the time like investing like or should we do ba- basketball instead? Or should we do football? Or, or, or I don't know what. But like, it's it's also a problem for us because like, if we if, the, if we don't know if, it, if we can't assess what we should do, well, but uh, in April we won't be ready for whatever's coming. Yeah, like, so I get, and, and like in terms of like, if you want to your market to like kind of like start again and stuff like that, like why not like releasing. Um, new auctions, like even if it's year one editions and stuff like that, like kind of like ramping up the hype and stuff like that. So I mean, uh, I'm kind of like uh, to be honest, I'm disappointed that we don't have like the the full info yet. And like so so we, we we like really one thing I want to like be clear on is like we don't have any info on our side too. Like I mean, we didn't get like any kind of information whatsoever regarding MLB.
0: So that's what I wanted to like touch on because a few people have reached out to me about like Sora data MLB stuff, like what tools we're going to have, what content we're going to have. And just like you said, we, we had a meeting scheduled for yesterday to discuss the announcement on Monday and it didn't happen. And so obviously the longer that Sora take to announce whatever's happening, it's going to take us longer because we like, we don't have any inside information. Like what they don't tell us beforehand exactly what the plan is so that when it happens, we're ready. Like we, we're kind of at their, at their mercy. And um, my, my biggest fear is that the announcement is everything is Mm -hmm. the same as last year, because if that was the announcement, then we could have just,
1: yeah, you could no, have announced so that so. in November. No. no, so I think, like, the positive thing, like, in terms of, like, I think if you're a player, I think, like, it's 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 kind of, like, a good thing they're not announcing anything yet because it feels like they are working on it and they are going to probably announce change, uh, changes. So I don't think it's, like, a negative, uh, all negative. But I feel like for us, it's a bit, like, frustrating because we can't work on it. Um and, and like at the end of the day, Sora also needs us to like provide tools, or either it's us or someone else. I don't, I don't, I don't really care. I mean, the ecosystem has to like start producing content on baseball. And like, if you want it to be successful for season two, I feel like you have to be like um, really sharp on uh, what your gameplay will look like and how your card will, uh, your cards will look like. And so I. I To me, like, season two of baseball is, like, eh, you're you're not getting, like, the same, like, uh, kindness from the community because you had season one to prepare and now you had the off-season to prepare. So now season two, it's when it's going to be, like, uh, uh, like, the tipping point for me, for for baseball on Soraya's, like, this season. And uh, so they, they have to get it right.
0: The... Topic of baseball
1: and a little basketball,
0: this question from Aaron Borland I'm going to bring up about the possibility of changing the SORA of data <laughs> default view from football to sure. other sports. Aaron, I know, is into NBA for sure and MLB, not as much into football. Can we do that?
1: No, no. So, yeah. So, so yeah, the, the question is valid and, the, and, and it's relevant. And uh, no, so obviously the, the, the thing is that our, our user base is mainly football today, so that's why it's the default view. But uh, obviously, we have plans to change that. And uh, have, if you don't care about football, like like display only basketball auctions, for example, or offers and stuff like that. Any kind of like uh, context where you have to select uh, a sport, um, you will have the ability to select which sport you want to default to. So definitely something that, uh, that we will do. Um, I I I wouldn't say when, but uh, at least for next season, next uh, NBA season, that's something we'll do. And another one here, which was a little earlier,
0: but Andy's curious about Sora Data coins and when we're going to open the Sora Data
1: club shop. <laughs> so, <laughs> nothing, nothing planned on that. But on the club shop thing uh, from Sora, I feel like, again, I, I've talked about it with you uh, previously. I feel like Uh, Getting some kind of soft currency to win stuff when you're not actually winning cards is a great idea. And I feel like it's really exciting to have that. Obviously, the launch wasn't what we expected, but uh, uh, let's take a a few weeks to see what they're going to add to the club shop. Um, And then we have to decide, uh, because Data memberships will be available on the club shop. Um, We'll have to decide on the pricing and we'll have to decide also on the uh, eligibility, uh, because I don't think like uh, existing uh, uh, subscribers will be able to redeem uh, memberships on on, on Sora's Club Shop. Uh, but you never know. But we're going at the beginning, at least we're going to be mainly targeting uh, new uh, new subscribers, new uh, new members. What
0: what were you expecting from the Club Shop?
1: I guess like more diversity in terms of like banners and and logos and stuff like that. Uh, even like let me, let me buy for I don't know, coins. Let me buy, uh, the ability to change my banner and have it like my way. Like even if I have to pay like, um, a crazy lot of uh, coins for that, I don't really care. Obviously, you have to rely on the fact that on the belief that people want to bad stuff with it but anyway I feel like uh, we're kind of like grown uh, grown up people so that should be okay Um, so yeah kind of like more diversity in terms of like uh, badges, logos, banners, stuff like that Uh, but I guess that will come and I guess like some kind of like community bridge like I know like a lot of people love Sora and are kind of like designers and uh, as like a, their professional career. and I feel like we it could have been like a great way to like um, showcase um, the work of some people. But other than that, I'm like um, I'm like waiting to see the pricing for tickets, jerseys and stuff like that. also all the mechanisms uh, about like you know, um, Sean, for example, is getting a lot of coins every week and I don't want Sean to be stealing my tickets to an old game. And because he is able to, to buy them, I think he will. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking at like, you know, cooldown mechaniz- uh, mechanisms um, to make sure that uh, whales, coin whales don't get um, everything. Um, and also um, um, I'm expecting a lot of fun stuff in terms of like XP boosts and stuff like that. So I'm really like looking forward to this. It's going to change a bit how we are going to play the game, I feel. So So it's kind of exciting. I feel, I feel like it's something that that is really like that we needed. And uh, I feel like it's a great change. Do you think, I like this question here from <clears throat> a different
0: Andy. That says I know so coins so so rare coins are not available for NBA and MLB yet, but I think it would be amazing if we have one wallet, like a regular wallet, we can redeem them in any club shop, which I think is kind of so, a cool idea.
1: So and like our e balances all, say, are the same. So <laughs> yeah, that that's great. So it's a great time also to say that uh, they are not called so coins; they are called uh, so rare coins Star or coins. coins. Uh, well, so, so we we are going to refer uh, to them as solar coins. So yeah, I mean, I don't know. I feel like um, if you're playing League of Legends, for example, you have a progression link to League of Legends, like five v five and Aram and stuff like that. And if you're playing like t- uh, Teamfight Tactics, which is on the same uh, uh, Riot game clients, a client um you get a progression that is not the same so i don't i'm not sure uh coins should be uh exchangeable between sports and i feel like there should be a club shop for every sport so that's that's where i'm at but uh i could be proven wrong or like um, i don't have like a strong uh, opinion on that but i feel like there are different games so you should have different progression
0: i think the hardest thing will just be figuring out how many like in an equal way amongst the sports to earn coins like if you if yeah. it's so much easier to earn coins with football then those who play nba will see all of the things in in the club shop that they could get just being scooped up by football players which yeah that's just not a great experience itself
1: so so yeah so i think that's why they they have to split between sports. yeah Do you think? So Andrew, yeah, go ahead. I, I don't actually want to ask the question. Okay, so maybe you ask it, you ask it later. But so I think like one of also the the objective of like some of our hours is show like what we've done recently, and, and we've been doing some kind of some stuff recently, and so maybe we can take a look at like the liner builder. The stuff has been changed recently. Um, And so especially with the peak score being like a a huge change for us and I feel like the peak score is something that is very interesting for a lot of players that are not like familiar with all the players of Del gallery or don't have the time to research as much as they would uh, want to. Um, And so right now, if you like look at the the, the peak score and you like over on it, for example, if you over on Armani, you can see um, what's behind the peak score. It's like, so Armani doesn't look like have like a great scoring history. So it's based on the competition and on the um, home away side. But other than that, like it's like form is like okay, he's playing every time. Matchup, it like it's really good matchup because like uh, a 55 opponent score is really good. And art is like based on the win percentage, but obviously for goalkeepers, uh, the clean sheet percentage. And the projected lineup is whether the community thinks uh, he's going to start or not. So that that provides a bit more context on whether you should pick that uh, <laughs> that player or not. Um, so I'm encouraging everyone that is like um, uh, that is you know willing to uh, <laughs> step up. You have a much better card
0: than me, so I'm just gonna pull yours up.
1: Yeah. Okay. So. <laughs> Uh, Jonathan is saying, sorry if I mispronounce it in the chat. Is there no way to filter the players by the percentage the community gives them to start? Uh, so you can filter uh, based on the status, but uh, uh, if you click on filters, for example, uh, I know. Uh, but I don't think you can do like uh, the, the percentage. That, that's something we're going to look at. Uh, yeah, it's more if just you a have... reliability factor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you have like. Uh... Any kind of like support question or bug that you wish to report, and I see Rui that is asking that in the chat. Please use the support at um email address and to send that report to it. Um, and Air One or support guy, and also SRR One uh, on uh, Sorare, so someone that knows this stuff. I should have so pulled his gallery uh, up. Be yeah. Very. Yeah, yeah, also you will be very happy to answer. Um, so it's a and, yeah, some monkey. Yeah, t- lots of triple A's, but uh, I feel like yeah, Mitoma is probably a solid starter. Yeah, uh, I hate Carlos Ríel. Um, wow. Okay, I, I've said it. Wow. No, no, I mean, I, I watched I watched the New England Revolution game um, this weekend. It was the most horrible like uh, experience in my life. So, <laughs> have you seen like, like, no? But the, first, the stadium is like twenty percent full. So it, it's a disgrace. So I mean, it, and, it's still, it's way too big for a major league soccer team. It's where no, the Patriots. It's like, play. I mean, come on! At least put banners on on some seats to to look like to make it look like better. I mean, it's wow. It was and, really, it, and I it guess was really like, bad. I watch not every. I watch every non-game, so I can say that uh, I'm not used to like high-level football. Like, but I mean, the MLS is is something. I I gotta tell you, and I've told that to Erwan and everyone told me. Hey, even G League is better. So you guys have like a lot of work to do. Uh, I don't think so, anybody's yeah.
0: comparing Major League Soccer to League One, even
1: the bottom of it. <laughs> And so, uh, and, and but yeah, something that I want to say is that I feel like I'm going to be a Saint Louis fan because the the stadium was like packed, and I feel like it's the um, yeah, it's a great story to be in, and uh, yeah, I feel like also the fact that uh, Andy is a, a Saint Louis like citizen, or I don't know, you you would say, it, but uh, yeah, I'm kind of like want to have that common uh, common ground with with Andy. Um, I will say Can we talk to When it comes to I'm not going to be here I'm not going to stand here And be an
0: MLS stand completely But There are certain uh, Teams that play That don't have their own stadiums And so they have to play In different ones And the the revolution Are one of them They shouldn't play there But they do It's where the Like It's an 80,000 seat stadium That nobody would ever Like no MLS team is filling that And Dan Bramley comes in here. He's a Charlotte supporter. They have the record, or some sixty-seven thousand to watch their one of their games, or whatever it is. But that's huge. St. Louis is one. has one home. Like that was their first home match ever in this new stadium, and so naturally, it's going to be an exciting time for everybody. They won. Yeah. Um, so. Sure. But yeah, it, it's. Some of the MLS viewing experiences, New York City FC is one of them, is awful. So,
1: so, so, no, but can we talk about like the, oh my God. So, what were the odds of like a Violet winning against um, Austin, right? I mean, I think like they were like a 80% favorite, like uh, Probably, Austin yeah. or something like that. So, and I'm like, okay, so we didn't have, like, the matchup for Violet because they didn't play any uh, covered Sora games. So the pick score was not really that good for Austin players. But still, I had Nick Lima, and Nick Lima is a pretty good defender. And I was like, okay, let's play him. And they lost 3-0. Yeah. Did they throw the game intentionally, or, or, or am I missing something? Uh, so, CONCACAF Champions League
0: is very weird for... MLS because it's the middle, it's basically the knockout rounds of the champions league right at the beginning of the season. And so some teams rotate heavily because they don't want to ruin their regular, you know, the league domestic league form. Um, We saw kind of what happened last year with the opposite, that the Seattle Sounders took it very seriously. And then they were terrible in the league. They did win the champions league. Um, And i think a lot of teams particularly when they have to fly to either a, to one of the central american oh, countries that game against austin was in the dominican republic um yeah, there was a dog that ran on the blah blah, and, blah, but, blah blah there, blah yeah there are lots blah. of
1: excuses, yeah, excuses you no know, they should win excuses, they absolutely
0: excuses. should win and sometimes it just concacaf gets really stupid
1: and last night was a stupid night for concacaf no, so I played so I played Buonga for LAFC against I don't know what team like in Peru or whatever I don't know what team no, it's not Peru I don't think so oh, I don't know I, I'm not yeah, like a, no, no they play on on Friday and and uh, Buonga didn't have like a, a good big score because we didn't have like the, the the odds for the game I don't think they are ready still uh, I'm not sure but I'm like I'm really worried. I played like Wonga, Super rare in All-Star Air Pro and I'm like, not liking this. But yeah, I mean, CONCACAF, definitely not something I were, uh, I'm going to play again anytime soon. <sighs> but I mean, or maybe I I feel like uh, on, the, on the, so they have like another game against Violet, right? But at Austin that time, right? Yeah. They're going to crush them. I mean, they have to. I mean, get some dignity. I mean, losing three nil against the Night and, and I mean, I I respect uh, Asian football and, and stuff like that, but they didn't play professional football like for I don't know like a year or something like nine months, and you're losing three nil. I mean, come on, they um, it's like yeah, it's I don't know what to tell you. And I didn't they they it, <laughs> but I didn't feel like they like so Lima was playing Uruti was playing who looks like a decent football player uh, I mean like still if you rotate you should be able to win that game or at least throw the game or not lose by a three goals margin or whatever so yeah um, what happened just like a, going back Philadelphia
0: played last night also and this is what happened during the game
1: yeah but uh, to me it's like I'm okay with that it's fun I at least it. it's not a naked uh, striker <laughs> you get Probably those in, in here no uh yeah and uh yeah going back to the lineup builder please uh something that is uh i don't know if you guys mentioned it but something that is really important i think is that the opponent's call has, has changed but like it's been a month or something but Really, like, it's now taking the, the, the position, like the field position for the player. So you see that Carlos Hill is a, a, a central attacking midfielder. And so it's the opponent score for the uh, central attacking midfielder that is available uh, in the opponent score. And when he's playing at different positions, it's like a, a, an average, but like a weighted average of like uh, how many times he played that. Uh, central attacking midfielder, and many times he played at right attacking midfielder. Um, so yeah, I use also the 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 table, the table legend, something that is pretty unique for that website because like it's the first time we've done something like uh, that elaborated for for our legend table. I will say that there we've gotten lots
0: of questions about this. Like, understandably, this is like a pretty complex tool, yep. and this table legend right here will be able to answer like 95% of the questions that anyone has Yes, for each tab in here. So there was a lot of time and effort that went into
1: making these. And so just use them. Yeah, definitely. And and so that's why we introduced the peak score because I, I felt like we needed like kind of, so. Why is it like a letter score and not like a, a number? It, it's pretty simple. It's, it's because like, it's too complicated to actually project accurately SORER scores for many reasons. But one of the main reasons is that the matrix makes it so difficult because a goal or a decisive action that is not really easily predictable uh, is going to break the, the expected score. So we could do, like, a a projected all-around score, and that's something that we do in the background, basically. Uh, But the idea is, like, we don't want to commit on a projected score because we feel like it's too complicated and also not, not accurate enough. So what we do is we say, okay, based on, like, the number of players that are playing this game week, this guy is actually, like, one of the best. If you're triple A, that means you're in the top one percent of the division, so you're probably like in a good sh- in a good position if you're playing him. But like sometimes you get a triple A player scoring 20 while uh, the other like forward that is playing that are playing in the team are getting 80 because yeah, sometimes like other people in the team are, are getting the points when your player is not getting them. But most of the time it's like your player has good chances of scoring because he has a good matchup, because he's in a great form uh, and because he's going to start, uh, we think. And so also on that, on the lineup projection uh, subject, um, so obviously we are not at uh, 100% uh, uh, (laughs) reliability uh, yet. And I don't think we'll reach that number uh, anyway, but... Uh, we can say we are close to ninety percent. Um, we are nearly there, um, so it's pretty it's pretty accurate. Obviously, sometimes you can't predict like uh, uh, someone getting like injured during the weekend or after the deadline and stuff like that. So that's complicated to to predict. But like, if you feel like you are better than the people that are predicting lineups and projecting lineups, make sure you participate to. Uh, the community projections because they are big things to win um you can add to our medium posts to uh, our medium uh, so our data medium to check the the price pool but you can get like t0 limited if you're topping the the uh, one league and if you're good overall you can get uh t0 rares and that's uh and that's very enjoyable to reward like we we have rewarded galleries that like have like small for the people that have small galleries, and I feel like it's it's so enjoyable for us to reward like people that have knowledge and dedicate time to like actually help the community, and get like sour cards, really valuable solar cards because of their hard work. And right now, so uh, community projections are monthly, so you get prices every month, and we are going to introduce like different prices for people that uh, don't predict as much as like the big guys do, uh, but uh, also, people that like do some accurate predictions, like but uh, a lower number of them. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm really happy where we're at where we at with the builder right now. I feel like the, the one thing that is missing, and uh, the guys are working on it, is the lineup suggestion tool. And that's when we have that. The the only thing that would be missing is the one button, like the master button that says. Uh, do all my lineups and, and, and will be there. I mean, we'll be there at some point in time. I hope this summer we'll be able to do that because we're not missing a lot of stuff. Uh, the, the one thing I wanted yeah. to go back to at least quickly on the pick score, because I've had a few people
0: ask me why a player's pick score might be different based on yes. the card scarcity or the competition. And the answer is kind of because of, Exactly what you say that basically the pick score is dependent on who else is eligible in the competition. So, someone like Martin van de Voort, who's a U23 goalkeeper, would have a, most likely have a higher pick score in U23 competitions than All Star yes. or Challenger because he's being compared to uh, fewer goalkeepers in U23 competitions than an All Star. And, um, and in Challenger, and particularly with the capped competitions, it not that it is counter to what we would think, but like players with high L15s, meaning they have a high cost in the cap competitions, tend to get hit in their pick score because of that, because they're they're not like a great return on their point values. Um, so yes. somebody reached out to me recently the other day because there was a player who was like an A in All Star, but like in a D in in the cap. In cap mode, yeah. And it was because his L15 was like 61 or something like that, which is just tough to outperform when it comes yes. to the cap. I'm not saying that they're a bad play, but like scoring 62 on an L15 of 61 isn't always that helpful for the cap competitions.
1: Yeah, yeah, you're looking at like uh, which player uh, is able to like outperform his L15. And at the end of the day you you're looking at like five players that can score their L15 if you reach like 240 in, uh, um, in your team, you're looking at like how many players can have like decent shot at getting like two and a half points or more than um, than uh, their current uh, L15. So that's why um, if you're at 60, it's going to be difficult to think it's going to be difficult that um, <laughs> yeah, Carlos will still triple I think that uh, yeah, maybe some stuff needs to be looked at, but yeah, yeah mode, like, <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's a bit different. No, but I mean Carel is uh, kind of like the up score is so good that uh it's not that the fact that they might be losing it against LAFC doesn't mean that uh, Carel isn't like uh, uh an AA machine, and so even if the matchup is not that good, still feels like a decent play. Um, I wish I liked anything as much as Sean likes
0: Carlos heel. That's all.
1: Can can we go and check, like your your five results, and 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 show what Sean has been so hyped up about? I'll go to last weekend, which
0: shows a little more. Would you want so to show? So you have a lot of lineups.
1: Yeah, the ability to hide lineups. Yeah. Oh, to hide
0: lineups. Yeah. Yeah, ugh.
1: yeah. I don't think we have enough time for how many lineups I have to hide. But
0: yeah, so anybody no, who hasn't seen this, if this was a popular feature amongst people who don't like to see or have to scroll through a ton of lineups, if they had like a DNP or there was just no way to really win a reward, so you can just go and hide them from your um, from your list here. Frankly, I should really ask for a hide all lineups and then I can figure out which ones I actually want to show given my results. But um, but yeah, here it is. And it literally just hides them and then you can bring them back if you want um, or see them below. But yeah, I didn't find this as much as like people love this and have like, I, I just didn't, uh, I don't know. I mean, I guess I was so used to seeing dead lineups that I was perfectly content still scrolling through all of them. But it's here for all of those who want it. And then to get them back, you just go to the hidden lineups and bring back lineups. Simple. Yeah. Idea.
1: Can you hear um, me? Yeah. Um, yeah. One thing is, so I changed microphone. Sorry. Uh, let me try to change. OK. OK, that's good. So yeah. uh, also, the thing is that you're going to hide lineups uh, as the game with progresses, right. So. Yeah, I guess. Like um, and also thing. it's, it, yeah, it's web only right now. Uh, it's going to come to mobile any anytime soon, yeah. And uh, also on mobile, it's probably going to like disable all notifications related to that, to that lineup. I will say um, that I went in to check my
0: scores and I knew what this lineup was. And I still, I saw All-Star Rare 95 and I completely ignored how many players I had left. And I was like, oh, this is great. And it's not, it's not great. Ninety-five points from three players. Thank you to Austin FC as well for that three-nothing drubbing they had.
1: Um, no week week.
0: The uh, one thing that there was, uh, where was this? Ekram said about a player comparison tool, which is one that yes, I've definitely talked about on stream, and we have talked about internally. Um, It's one of those features that I feel like people are like, yeah, it's really easy. I just want to see like two players next to each other. And then in classic uh, server data work that we were like, okay, so you actually would, do you want to see 10 of these thousand things that you can compare? Do you want to see eight? How many people do you want to compare? What do you want to, do you want to compare scores or market or, and all of this stuff? And it was just like, one of those. Hey, I have a really simple request: a player comparison, and it's just—it's not that simple. Um, but we—we we are. It is. I've right. seen designs. I'll put it that way.
1: No, it's definitely something that we want to do. I mean, yeah, there's no, no question on that. I mean, it's just like a matter of like finding the time to actually do that. I think like we focused a lot on the lineup builder and for great results, but. Uh, uh, when we are done with the builder, uh, we will be looking at introducing more stuff. Um, but yeah, definitely something that you want to do. And also, like being able to compare two players is, is fine. But I, I want also to be able to compare like three to four players and, and, and why not more players? So, and it takes uh, quite some time to actually think about it and, and design it. Um, yeah. Uh, also, something I saw. So, so a that said, Um, Is it possible to see, like, to have the XJ, XJI? I think it's, like, expected goals. Yeah. Um, So uh, I'm opening a a Kickstarter account to pay for Opta bills. And uh, if we get to uh, $200,000, we can show uh, expected goals. Now, the problem is that we don't get that um, with our Opta coverage and, and Opta is expensive. But one day, I, I, I definitely want to do that one day. Um Cosmo has said, uh, are there plans for a function to export to CSV or anything? Yes, there are plans, but they are they won't be included in the star membership, and they will be added in a higher tier. Miki says the IT. ID- Feels a bit much with the entire over to take. Uh, I would prefer hide the lineup like the CTA. It Feels a bit too much, but that's just my opinion. I mean, that's that's valid feedback. I guess like if, if we get that feedback a lot, uh, I'll go see my designer and say, "Hey, do better this time."
0: I think this was the. <laughs> I really love the the So Five results page and how it's designed. I love being able yeah. to
1: hide it. One suggestion might be. But I feel nice. like it's. Yeah. That's, that <laughs> nice. I'm just kidding. Just kidding. But still, I'm using that because it's all right. yeah. <laughs> uh, Steven's so. Steven's got a point now. Uh, dead lineups can still give you coins. Yeah. So you can decide to not hide them. And yeah, we're showing coins. So you can see the, if you're becoming a, a coin swirl, as uh, Sean is becoming. I got like 16K coins uh this week that's crazy even you got more coins than me right like you got like six thousand. i got like four thousand did you i mean did you make
0: so i made extra lineups just for coins it doesn't seem like something no so in fact i had a hard luck dnp that kept me from a hundred more coins that i was actually upset about
1: no but you know i i I, I can't. Uh, I can't do that because I don't have a super rare goalkeeper. And that's the only thing that is like... I, I'm building basically every line. Oh, so you put a super rare goalkeeper in Challenger Europe Rare Pro. That's... Wow. You're a goal, super rare goalkeeper. Well, you're you're one of them. I, I mean...
0: I spent... I think 0. 0.03 for that card.
1: Wow, but he's so not yeah, playing, sorry. right? He's not playing no. <laughs> and anyway, and he's probably not going to play a single game like ever, right?
0: Actually, the worst part is is that he he had one start. He's Lars Unerstahl's backup at FC Twenty, and he scored yeah. a sixty nine, which totally ruined his L fifteen. Like i was furious but he's now 15 games away so we're (laughs) good we're good he's Uh, rooting
1: against your player he's now a zero yeah but i was nine eight
0: point nine four points away from a hundred more coins and i mean
1: your players did very bad i mean hosseini was was a was an
0: unannounced injury i think he was a hundred percent
1: on the the, uh, line of projection and then after the game week o- had started. Otic o- scoring 30. Otic has got to be like like the 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 worst Cinderella story on Sorer. Like he was so good at one point and now he becomes like kind of useless, right?
0: There is a direct correlation between his drop in points and when I bought him. Yeah, I mean like as all, it, always, it's right? scary how quick he stopped playing well. <laughs> after I bought that card. I have this limited too.
1: No, yeah. sorry. Uh no, I guess the the only thing I can tell you is <laughs> Ctrl <laughs> F and you might find your your username, but there's no like uh, highlighting right now. But we're making some changes to the lineup projections uh, tool as a whole and and we'll be introducing them very soon. So Hopefully no, you you won't have troubles uh, finding yeah, your results. Um, I, yeah, this, some um, of the stuff is...
0: that we've talked about for the line of projection competition
1: is they're awesome. Like
0: they're they're really cool. I think that that yeah, no, that side game will become like extremely popular and fun because
1: yeah, it's and fun. we've seen them with the number of projections every game weekend. It's increasing, and and thanks thanks a lot for doing that um and also like one thing that we wanted to do is like not rewarding the same persons over over and over again and so you have a limitation of like league rewards you can win so even if you're not like first in the league uh, leaderboard if that player has won other uh, rewards in other leagues or in the overall ranking you'll see you're probably going to be eligible for a reward so i mean Try try your best, and I guess like if you're focusing on one league only and like doing that well, like you can do that on I don't know, on the Premiership or stuff like that. You you only have to project so uh, players that have so cards cards. Um, so, I mean, you can get like a, a sweet T one t T zero limited, uh, not easily, but like if you're if you're making the work already just just put it on the website we'll make sure that um, it's nice and enjoyable to do that uh, and then yeah you can uh, improve your gallery that way so by the way also uh, Andrew you can maybe go to the gaming center it's it's a kind of a hidden feature because we didn't like communicate on it and we want to do uh, a bit more but uh, if you go to the la to the gaming center for next week for example uh, and I don't know I'm not seeing your screen right now. yeah so, for next week, or I, I don't know, maybe uh, yeah, Uh maybe this week. Like, for for example, for the PSG game, if you click on it, yeah, you will get the, the projected lineups uh, by the community. So, anytime you're trying, like, so obviously there's a mix-up between Fabian Ruiz and Miuquiele, but uh, I, I think you guys get it. And also Cancelo, I think he's not playing as a centre-back, but uh it's kind of like difficult to project accurately the position on the field. Uh but anyway, you get you get the you get the thing if you go on a uh, on a next game page, you will see the projected lineup by the by the community. Um what else can I say? Uh I don't know. Um I feel like it's kind of uh
0: Uh, There was a comment actually before that I want to touch on about the projected lineups because somebody, uh, where was, I'm trying to scroll back here. Um, I think the community prediction is a big problem because people just copy and paste lineups from previous weeks with players that did their ACL. Wouldn't it be better to let every user predict only one league each game week? So first off, like we're not, just necessarily throwing like everyone's projections in, like if you are somebody that goes in and gets like every projection wrong, we're going to basically not count those as part of the, the ultimate uh, starting percentage for that player. Like the idea is that the better you are at this, the more weight your vote gets towards um, everyone looking like that they are going to start. And so there are people who are really bad at this. <laughs> and so, you know, they don't do any research and they just click through and the the less successful they are, the lower their impact will be on the score.
1: I just wanted to point that out. This is fun. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So definitely we're looking at like some improvements at the like the, the result, the overall result for projections. But I like, again like we're still at a very decent like a 90ish percent of like um accuracy and so we're trying to get those uh, those, percent, those percentage those uh, percentage points um getting us closer to uh so our uh, Wednesday i don't think like people made a lot of prediction about them so i don't think we have much data on them but i think what's what's important is the Los Angeles um, uh, lineup. I didn't know Gambo I was playing at uh, we have two uh, goalkeepers here. That's interesting. Oh yeah. So I mean can you go like to the lineup projection stuff? I mean Uh, if you go to the LAFC game Yep. Um, oh, so catch. I don't I don't understand why like yeah. So people like have like sixty forty two for John McCarthy. Well I have like I have checked and there's basically no reason why Crepo should be playing. Right. So I think I people know. just see I mean, the
0: previous ones and they click that he should be playing.
1: Yeah, I get that. But I think, like, they don't, like, no, but that's great, like, (laughs) that's great, like, UI stuff. Because, like, you know, Soraya has inverted, like, the way you would look at uh, previous games. So um, before it was, like, left was older and right was newer. And now it's the other way around. And so that's why you have the date under it, because, like, for uh, March 4th is, like, uh, I don't know, 10 days ago or uh, yeah. uh, three days ago. And so exactly. people, like, basically, like, not looking at that. But, like, for example, maybe we would just, like, not show that. Because I think, like, something that is... um not working well is like people are, get, are getting influenced and are not really doing the work. And they're just like uh, based on the, the previous uh, uh, stats, they're just doing that. So yeah, definitely something that we should look at. And uh, that's why we're, we're going to introduce changes on that. Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. I think that's kind of what Sean said here that if you see like a, a goalkeeper at sixty percent to start, or any position forty percent to start, then a quick Google search might help <laughs> explain why it's that situation instead of just taking that. Because yeah, sixty percent is. I don't. Yeah, people just copying. No,
1: so that it. means that like that means like sixty percent of the players or oh, no, roughly sixty percent of the players are like looking, are like estimating that, are like thinking that. The right end game is the most recent one and 40% are thinking the right (laughs) end game is the most... (laughs) It might be as simple as that. The oldest one. Yeah. yeah. Despite the dates clearly showing as well. Yeah. But like, I mean, if you're doing like a lot of projections and like scrolling over, I don't think like your mind is like really looking at that. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. So I don't blame, I don't blame people. So that's our job to do a bit better and to make sure that... uh, People get the right, uh, the right, uh, the right experience, and that's why because basically like the that's why also we are not like communicating on that and it's kind of a hidden feature. What I did for the projected lineups you see on the, on the, on the game page is that I'm just taking like the eleven players that have like the the highest percentage, and that's it. Yeah.
0: Um.
1: I got nothing else
0: for today. Is there something else you wanted to show off or do we save for next week?
1: No, so one thing I'm going to be working just after this is a peak score page where you you would be able to browse peak scores for every division. And so I think that's something that is very important. Like to me, it's like so cool for example for, um, you know, amateur division. I, I, I don't think like, Uh, you're try-harding amateur divisions, but I like having kind of like the best lineup possible. And so I think like for amateur divisions, that that can be interesting for like every player. But obviously like for, if you're scouting for a fifth player or I don't know, a full lineup um, in a division and you're trying to find like the the player with the right matchup according to us, um, we'll make sure that you get a, a nice table with every information that you need um and and the pick score yeah i will point
0: out uh where do i have it here yeah the pick scores are available like on the on the market page now like for the upcoming game week so if you are let me show this because so if you are looking for a specific player like the we'll have the matchup and the opponent score and also the pick score of that player so that can help you if you are looking for a player like for this specific upcoming Mm -hmm. game week but like you can't filter by just like show me all the triple A's yet. So,
1: but we know, we know that's what some people might be interested in. Yes. So there are going, to, there is going to be a dedicated page, but like the problem with filters is always like uh, performance issues. And if, uh, I know that on some filters you have performance performance issues. And that's like very difficult to solve, uh, to solve, but, uh, like when you have performance issues about filters, uh, always try to filter by scarcity. It, it might help. That's a pro tip I'm I'm giving for people having performance issues on filters. Uh, so yeah, but um, definitely we want like to give like more transparency about like uh, a scores and also show like the historical peak score. We don't have a problem by saying like okay. Maybe the peak score was not like that accurate. They didn't score a lot while it was a triple A. But there are like tons of uh, explanations about that. So mm-hmm. please use peak scores like with a grain of salt. And uh, I've seen some streamers like respecting the peak score and using that as like a, a tiebreaker. And I think like overall it should be used uh, as such. It's like, okay still use your instinct to pick player uh, and not having like a triple A, a full triple A lineup or a full double A or full A lineup isn't necessarily bad. And sometimes you can also dig a bit further and like find some jewels that uh, Clément, or, or football officer, our chief football officer has not uh, automatically uh, classed as gems uh, for that game week. I did have a five-player
0: AAA lineup a couple game weeks ago, and I have to say there's like an added confidence that you go in when you see that. It's nice. Yeah. 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 Definitely. Uh, All right. Thank you to everybody for joining us. If you guys have not hit the like button, if you could please do so, we've got like twice as many people watching right now as have actually liked the video. So please go in and do that. I can't make the excuse that my boss is going to see this and, rate me on it because he's here but um but yeah please like the video comment below do all that good stuff if you haven't subscribed to the channel please do so and uh you've seen kind of like what we like to discuss on this show so if there's anything else uh you want us to touch on for the next one just reach out to me at andrew M Laird on twitter uh don't go to maxine because he'll just send it to me anyway so um do that so anyway yeah thank you everyone maxine i'll talk to you later so yeah